and welcome to Desk of Lady Ada. Hey everybody, welcome to, oh that's cool, I've got this like green, uh, I've got a green bandaid on it, it's black. Um, welcome to... You're <laughs> transparent and open source as always, Lady Ada. Uh, sorry, uh, so it's, uh, it's Desk of Lady Ada time, I know it's Saturday night, uh, tomorrow we want to, uh, well we have a... I'm gonna go see dinner with a friend. We're gonna talk about have... we're gonna talk about electronics and engineering with one of Lamore's MIT friends, which is exactly what we wanted to do for the last yeah. eighteen months. We're gonna do that. We're gonna do we're that. Doing. And I after I drink all that shochu and eat all that bim bim bop, I don't want to come back here and try to do videos. So we're gonna do it Saturday night instead, which is fine. It'll, yeah, I'm much more focused and uh, not drunk right now. You're on it. Let's do this. Um, okay, so we've got um, a couple things going on. Desclaria. First off, is there any news or updates you want to get? Um, this Wednesday, uh, JP will be hosting show and tell. We have a normal ask an engineer. We have our shows on Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Fridays as well. And then we have this special Saturday one. Um, over the next ten weeks, um, just because of the holidays and more, we'll probably be moving stuff around. Lady and I are doing some volunteer work uh, during the week of Thanksgiving, and then uh, we're also visiting an Ada for team member who's in the hospital on Thanksgiving Day. So things are going to be a little weird, but we will continue to publish, gonna... publish, publish, share, share, share. Take it away, Lady Ada. Okay, cool. All right, so this last week, um, you know, I'm back trying to get some more hardware done uh, in a run-up to the holidays, and uh, the Feather ESP32 S2 I finally, you know, it's like a design from like a year ago, but we finally got the modules a couple months ago, the ones that have um, both Flash and PSRAM. I didn't really want to release it until I got the PSRAM modules. I guess I could have, but I don't know. Whatever, it doesn't matter. Um, to get the PSRAM uh, capable modules in. And so, if you want to go to the computer really fast, I'll show. Um, they're out of stock at this moment. Actually, it says in stock, but I don't believe Really? I guess we have some of the feathers in stock, which I didn't, uh, I didn't realize. Um, the ones without uh, the BME 280 sensor. And then um, we, we have two versions. Yeah, that's um, pretty remarkable. Uh, folks, you should probably pick up some. I mean, like, right I don't in, know that that's true. That seems a little unlikely. It was out of stock. Maybe somebody was working today. I don't know. No. Um, okay, well, anyways, maybe uh. an allocation got undone. But, um... So we got the ESP32 S2 Feather um, and uh, the one with the BME280 sensor. I kind of made two versions of this. It's one foot, you know, it's one PCB design. Basically, whether we place the sensor or not, there's a price difference, and I figured some people, you know, care about the price difference. They want it cheaper, or they don't. Um, that said, I kind of like the version with the BME280 sensor because it's kind of an all-in-one environmental Wi-Fi sensing thing. And I think, you know, even this wasn't designed for like ESP Home or um, you know, remote node stuff. I think there's enough people that do that those kinds of projects that it would be um, neat to have a version that had a sensor built in. And then I could also make a version with the BME 680, which also has a gas sensor. Um, and they have, uh, you know, an AQI uh, air quality um, algorithm that's available for the um, Espresso. It's, it's a closed source binary blob, but it's available for uh, the Espresso Tensilica chipset. So um, there's, you know, if people remember from like a year ago, I designed three versions of this feather actually. So this one, a version with a TFT and then a version with a TFT on the back. And um, ironically, I never actually put together the version of the one with the TFT on the front till now. So let's go to the overhead and I can show the, I can show the different versions. So this is um, the version without the BME 2 So This is a normal feather. And it's got the BME 280 spot here, but it's not placed. 
And then here's the version that does have it placed. So it's basically, you know, we just program the pick and place whether or not to, to have that uh, sensor uh, pick and placed on. And then, um, you know, this is the other product that we put in the store. So you can see it's displaying temperature, pressure, and humidity. So handy, you know, it's got basically the top three environmental sensors people want. Um, so then the other version is... Uh, this version, which has, you know, these very cute TFTs, which, you know, for, it's funny for like a decade, I was like, oh man, I can't wait to have like little, you know, TFTs, basically just like those little OLEDs. Um, and they finally became available. I don't know. I think these are used, um, primarily for like smartwatch bracelet, uh, workout things, you know, like the heart rate monitor slash step counter, um, thing. So this is, you know, the color TFT version, but I love the, this TFT because first off it fits right in the, between the feathers. So you can see. You know, it, it fits very beautifully. Um, it's 240 by 135, so it's a good number of pixels. Um, it's, you know, basically equivalent to the 1.8-inch TFT that was one of the first TFTs we ever stopped. It's like product number 300. Um, but it's tiny, and it's IPS, so it it's, looks good. And um, so this is a simple demo. Uh, so we did Arduino testing last week, and then this week we're doing... Uh, you know, we did some circuit Python testing. So this is a, uh, you can kind of barely see it, but it's the uh, Blinka um, with a star. And then it's, it goes and gets our GitHub um, number of stars on the circuit Python repo. Uh, why this demo? Because it's not the Bitcoin demo that people um, apparently think we're destroying the planet by doing. Yeah, so we don't so, do the Bitcoin so demo anymore. So here's the thing, everybody. <laughs> no, what, uh, we, we've been looking for a really easy thing that everyone would recognize and say, oh, that's live data. And, um, you know, sometimes new technologies come along and all these crypto things came along and it was really easy to just be like, oh, what's the price? And it has a date and there's like, you know, you could look and back And it changes rapidly, which was another yeah. really good thing um, about it. But, but here's what we've learned is um, there is no um, uh, nuances anymore. Um, either you're, um, oh, have fun being poor, you're not into crypto, or like you're burning down the planet. And um, what's has happened is people on Twitter has targeted and harassed our team. And so basically we're just like, well, let's just not have this on social media, but let's find something. Stars. Well, let's find something pretty good. I mean, and what's cool is since we stopped doing that demo, people don't use Bitcoin anymore. So it's actually, yeah. it worked out. But, but the thing is, I just want everyone to know, we'll always do the right thing and we'll always try to make sure we don't polarize things. So we're not going to have um, that type of thing on any of the social media things, but this in particular is fine anyways. So uh, GitHub, stars, GitHub stars, it's a community thing. Um, I'm, and it's a nice I number. wish there was a, a no API needed weather thing, but it doesn't exist. Yeah, that would be, of course, ideal, but there, there isn't any. Um, okay, so this is uh, number of stars for CircuitPython repo, and it updates every minute. Um, one thing that I noticed when I first put together this... Um, Board definition. I actually copied the TFT definition from the TT Go, which is a other ESP32S2 board um, that has the same TFT. And I was like, okay, great. I'm just gonna like take that initialization and like change the pinouts um, to match. And one thing I noticed is like you see how like the TFT is really slow to update. Like it has this really weird slow wipe refresh. Um, so that's from. Um, when you draw bitmaps in CircuitPython, especially on this board where, you know, the flash memory is shared with the program memory, which is like all the memory is basically shared on one chip, um, fetching the data from the bitmap on the QSPY, um, if the TFT is rotated, 
it doesn't redraw like linearly. It has to access the BMP out of order because it like rotates it. And so it like scans the BMP out of order. It just jumps around to get the, the scan line of um, that BMP for that location. Whereas if you, and it's, it's not linear, it's like it's 90 degrees. So it's like accessing like each pixel of the file like separately. Um, whereas if the TFT is unrotated, um, it does the right math so that it can read the BMP linearly. Like BMP files, if you've ever opened them, um, they have the data like linearly inside it. And so, you know, you can seek to get the pixel data you need, but it's ideal if you don't have to seek, if you can just start from the beginning and read the data out. So um, I was kind of like, oh, how do, you know how to fix this? And I thought it would be worth um, showing um, how to do that. So in... Um, we go to circuit computer Python. Yeah, I can show the pull request. So under, um, let's see, it's under ports, specif boards. Okay, so here I think it's under board.c. Um, so there's this kind of you know uh, thing with circuit Python. What we do is um, when the TFT is built in, you know, we have to initialize it before anything else. And so we actually have to have all the initialization data needed um, for, for setting up the TFT and drawing to it like in the C code. We can't load a separate driver. Um, so, you know, you can always, if you want to have a driver that initializes the display using Display.io, but, I, you know, it's kind of cute when it comes up automatically. So here we have um, the display init sequence. And the thing that you kind of end up having to mess with the most is the, the MAD control um, register, um, which is memory address. I think MAD is like memory address, you know, memory addressing of display control register. And that's 36. So 36 is, is and this is like true across like almost every TFT display. Um, so almost every TFT display uses like a, the MIPI standard commands. Um, which is why, you know, sometimes if you're initializing a display, people are like, oh, I initialized, you know, this ST7789 with ILINE9341 code, and it came up. And sometimes it actually comes up and it's like rotated or it's weird colors, but you actually get like something on there. Is because the commands are almost all the same for like getting out of sleep, for setting the gamma, um, for changing the orientation and stuff. So um, the MAD control register is what you do to... Um, twist around the display and determine what is orientation, like the native orientation. Um, and what's really nice is that they'll let you, almost every TFT lets you set this register to say like, not only which corner is it, but which way it's flipped. Um, Mad control also sometimes changes the RGB ordering. So like which, you know, whether, like sometimes you'll get a display, they'll see, I actually kind of messed it up when I made the PR. I ended up swapping um, the red and green or something. And so, that register kind of has a lot going on in it, register 36. Um, but the hint that it was that it was not um, oriented correctly is, uh, oh, here, this is actually the correct version. If I go to history. Okay, so this is the, the diff. Um, but if you go down here, the rotation was set at 90 before. Um, and by having the native rotation be 90, that's why the TFT, when it displays bitmaps, it gets like very confused because 
it's it rotates the display and then it has to unrotate the BMP and basically like you know all the math gets a little messy. So you know when I did the PR, I changed um, the init code basically from I think it was zero zero and I set it to like oh eight or sixty or whatever. And you can look in the data sheet for like which way it is. Although I'll say because every time I bring up a TFT, I'm always like ending up messing with the MAD control register. And the only hint I have is just like sit there and just try, like just flip the bits until like it comes into orientation you want. Um, so the good news is that I did fix that. And then I guess I... I'm going to go there. <laughs> yeah. Oh, another nice thing is um, the Tina UF2 bootloader that we have. It's not easy to see, of course, but it has, it tells you like... This is nice. It has a little bootloader symbol, so you know it's like in the bootloader. So one of the things I really like is um, low-cost electronics running, scripting language like Python, USB-C, stem connector, shows up as a USB drive, has a UI for the user, has a screen, has battery stuff. Like, this is like, this is what we've yeah, been working and for even says, and like, working towards for the last 15 years. Download a UF2 and drag it on. So if I feel like if you have a device with a TFT, I like it when, if in bootloader mode, it would, it would come up. Um, so this is... Um, the the new rotated MAD control. Um, so the good news is that like I did fix one thing. So let me hit the reset button to get it to um, reset. So the good news is I fixed the speed. So you see it like draw the image immediately. That is fast. Wow. But I flipped the color. So yellow is blue. So I, I inverted the color or something. So I have to go in and like again I just have to mess with the. MAD control register until until I get it right. And that's, you know, every bit is like flip, rotate, RGB, GBR, whatever color. So it's very, very common um, when you do a TFT, that's like kind of the register you end up sort of like poking at as much as possible. But if you're adding a TFT or CircuitPython board, um, try to get the rotation to be zero, like whatever you want the native rotation to be, have that, which is like, you know, I want it to be, I kind of like this I sort of feel like feathers should have, you know, the USB on the left and the battery up, and then this is the legibility, you know, yeah. and, and the text shows up quite nicely. These are like, design choices. Design choices. An engineer makes. But this is, but just to be super clear, like this is not the native, like this top corner is not the the hardware native zero zero. It's actually this yeah. way. Zero zero is be, supposed to be up here. Um, so you know, you're rotating it. Question: What size is the TFT? This is like 1.1 inches okay. diagonal, but it's a nice display, IPS display. All right, what's next? Um, okay, so speaking of, you know, one thing I wanted to talk about is these mini modules, because I wanted to, you know, people who are watching the show, a lot of them make hardware, so I wanted to give you guys a hint. Um, so this ESP32-S2 module, um, again, I like it. Uh, I don't have a, I don't have a ES, a Rover. Super handy, hold on, let me grab them. Okay, so. There's like, you know, three sizes to ESP modules. So this is the Warover. Um, and this is the, you know, the largest uh, version of the Espressif modules. And these are kind of common because they have the chip, uh, PSRAM and flash. And sometimes there's no PSRAM, but there's, you know, spots for the PSRAM and the flash. And so you can, you can get these customized with like any setup of PSRAM and flash you want. And if you order enough, Espressif will send them to you. Um, and then there's the Warum modules, which look like this, which have the chip, and then they have uh, either Flash or PSRAM, and you're like, well, you need to have Flash, right? But sometimes the Flash is built in. And then the Mini, you see the Mini modules actually like basically the same size. Well, one second. The 
the mini module, if you line it up, it's pretty much the same size as if you just cut off this uh, extra flash chip. And this actually only has basically this circuitry on the on the right hand side here, the chip and, and the passives and the crystal, because it has the PS RAM and the flash built in. Okay, why not rotate the BMP so the hardware can render it natively? Because when you open the BMP on your desktop, you want it to be like the image, you know, the stars are on the logos on the left. Someone's going to have to rotate it. Someone has to rotate <laughs> it. But if you just do it natively, you only have to do it once, and it's always like it's elegant. It's like it's exactly what you expect it to be. Because I think like people want to have a, you know, I feel like having a um, landscape view is better than a portrait view. But yeah, if you okay. wanted to do portrait, you do portrait. I do that too. Um, All right, so, so this mini module um, is nice because it has the the flash and PS RAM built in. That's why I like it. That's why I'm using it because I really like the two megabytes of PS RAM. It makes IoT and memory not a problem because you can read massive JSON files, bitmap files, whatever, you know, and store them in RAM. And you have two megabytes of RAM. It's so much that you barely even have to think about it. Um, so if you're interested, this actually over here is not an S2. This is an S3. Um, so the S3 is the next chip coming from Espressif. And this S3 is somewhat like the S2. It's, again, the next generation of the ESP32. But the S3 is a dual core and brings back the Bluetooth low energy support that was taken out in the S2. So it's like, you know, they had the ESP32, like super famous, dual core, Bluetooth, Wi-Fi, can do everything, but no native USB. S2 took away the dual core, took away the Bluetooth, S3 bring that back. So the S3 is the closest thing to like, it's an ESP32, but with native USB, which is like, I think great because it supports teen USB and it's wonderful. Um, and I just noticed that um, on DigiKey, if yeah, you search- you want, you want me to go to that? Yeah, if you go to the, because I was actually like, what is the status of the ESP32? Uh, so the 32S2 Mini, you can actually get the the version that doesn't have PS RAM um, here. Although I'll say this version, which is the four megabyte, the N4R2 means PS RAM two, flash four megabytes. You know they say they're gonna have some in stock soon. It says like looks like you know they have a real coming soon, and they have more coming in February. So um, luckily they're starting to make it into you know circulation. Um, but the ESP32 S3, and you know, I can kind of tell that they're going to be doing a lot of uh, promotion with this chip. So um, I'm always talking about the NPI here. So there are some ESP32 Warover, sorry, Warum and Mini modules. Is it time for Great Search? It's not. This oh. is a secret. Oh, we're not going to do Great Search right now? Well, no, we'll get in a second. But okay. I wanted to give people like a hint. Because I can't do this on the Great Search because this is going to be gone by the time I refresh. Oh, okay. So I get it. So right now, if people want this, you should go get it now. And then yes. we're going to do the Great Search because we save that as another segment later. This is secret. Yeah, I don't want to talk about this oh, because yeah. it's, it's All right. this so, is for hey, engineer samples only. For the by the way, the community that watches Desolate Day is awesome. Um, these are some of the treats you get. Uh, go get some right now. Go, 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 go. Because there, yeah. there's going to be none. There's yes, none. for sure. If you want a prototype, if you want to develop with the S3. What should they search for on the site to get to this? ESP32 S3. Yeah, yeah, I didn't want to put this on the great search because I felt like maybe I'll do it later when there's more in stock. But these are really engineering samples only. They're not, these are not for large scale use yet. And there's hey, also go, 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 go. dev boards. Although I don't think. Oh, yeah. So they have the dev kit. Yeah, so I was at the great shh. 
This is the you dev kit I've about. got, so I recommend this one. Is, it's got the dual USB. 351 is up. And um, we they don't have any other people will be buying these and popping the chips off. <clears throat> you can. I mean, you can you can use this as and and, and remove the war room if you want. But they do have some war rooms in. Okay. okay. So anyway, so that's pretend that didn't happen. And when you research. Um, it was not a secret secret. It's okay. just, you know, it, it did happen. Right. We were here. Yeah, so let's okay. go to uh, the great search. I'm going to do that, right? Yes. Okay. I'm going to do this intro. Where in the world is that part I need? The great search with DigiKey. The great search brought to you by DigiKey Native. Thank you, DigiKey. Every single week, Lady Ada looks online at digikey.com and finds... Parts. The parts. That you can it, buy. <laughs> and we call that the great search. What yes. is this week's great search, Lady Ada? Okay, so this week's great search is, is kind of, you know, it's it's a two-in-one. So one, um, Pololu, which is a friend company uh, there in Nevada, they also do open source hardware and electronics. And they did a massive post about silicon shortages and yeah. uh, lead times. And it's a, you know, it's a great article, so go check it out on uh, pololu.com. Yeah. And one of the things that they showed is, like, their stock levels for some chips, including MOSFETs. Um, yeah, so I just want to, I want to promote them. Also, you know, please support Pololu. Um, their stuff is yeah, awesome. Yeah, so every holiday season, and every they time they have a sale, too. Um, we promote them. And, yeah. uh, you know, I'll say this to our, you know, live viewers and everything. I, I really hope the maker companies and the electronic companies um, this holiday season maybe get together and cross-promote each other because, like, Adafruit doesn't have every single thing. And every year... We um, post all the sales to other sites and everything. Um, Pololu and Adafruit always do that together, and we try yes. to uh, put the spotlight on Pololu. But, you know, there's this thing that happened. Like, we all used to be a community, and it was smaller when we first started doing open source hardware together, like, 15 years ago. And now everyone's a competitor, and, like, knives are out, and, like, there's people who don't even talk to each other anymore. I think given that we've survived the pandemic, and not everyone did, but given that, like, we're here now, some of us did, um, maybe it's a good reset. So, anyways, this is part of the great search is finding the goodness in each other. Yes. In addition to this part, back Sometimes to the data. You're searching for for another good company. So their stuff is available at digikey.com as yeah. well. So do, you can purchase through them. Um, uh, but please support Pololu. They do awesome robotic stuff. But I, I really liked they they posted some really good information about their part shortages and how they're struggling. And um, they mentioned that even MOSFETs are hard to get. Um, yeah, it's like the silicon shortage. Like I, I know that. Um, there was a blog post by by Playdate by Panic, and they were talking about how their STM32 F7 chip or H7 chip, whichever it is, um, it's like they got a lead time of two years. And I saw another company say, you know, we have an FPGA and it's some crowdfunding project, and they're like, our FPGA is delayed for also for like a year or two. Um, but you know, those and those are like the things you're popular because you're like you hear about these chips and sensors being used in automotive. But we're seeing this too. Even even MOSFETs, like even the most like jelly bean of parts, are getting hard to get. Or you order them and you're not getting them. And mm. um, I always found that a little bit weird because I'm like, you you know, if you make a, um, you know, if you if you make a, a silicon wafer with MOSFETs on it, I mean, you're gonna get like like hundreds of thousands of them per wafer. I mean, they're they're very simple. They're easy to fab. Um, but it could be that that process is booked up. So um, one of the things that we actually were, this, this week I had to go and find an alternative for is um, for our prop maker Featherwing, it's out of stock because we, we actually couldn't get, um, there's not a lot on here, but we couldn't get the MOSFET that's used uh, with 
turning on the RGB LED. So this prop maker wing, um, part of it. And, you know, of course, when I designed this, I was like, what's the three end channel MOSFETs? What's the big deal? How could they ever not be available? Um, but we have a little RGB LED driver and you can see this uh, ultra high power LED. A lot of people who make, uh, you know, sabers or props, they have a very bright LED. Um, we just did a, a prop with it. Um, for Halloween, then when Pedro did, and they used an LED, and they said it compared to a NeoPixel, actually, kind of the point source created a nice effect. But to drive these LEDs, you actually have to use a very powerful N-channel MOSFET um, with a good power supply because these these LEDs can can be three watts. Um, they can be an amp per channel um, or even more, maybe you know amp and a half for the uh, the red LED. So it's it's a sizable amount of current. Um, so you want to drive it well. So here is um the circuit design we, we had for the um the uh the prop feather wing so you see there's a end channel fet and there's a, a light pull down red green blue um very small little choke resistor just to keep it from you know running away uh thermally um and we spec the the dmg 3406 so let's go to digikey and this is the part i can't get but let's look at the specs. GMG 3406. Um, so there's two versions available here, but I think it's just uh, which the real size. It's how many is per reel. Um, and yeah, one of the tricks I've done is, you know, I, I like to type in, you know, just a number here. If you're not getting a thing that pops up that tells you like the dates, it doesn't mean they're not gonna get them, but it's kind of like, it fills me with an ease. You know what I mean? It's like, what, mm. you know, what do you mean? You don't even know when you're gonna get the next reel in. Um, so that's when I think we even booked some and we haven't gotten them yet, but we, we ran out and so we have to find an alternative. Um, so, you know, when you're doing this, uh, use the product, product attributes to select an alternative. Um, so we're going to guess it's going to be a single MOSFET. Um, it's going to be an end channel. Now, I'm not going to click active. This is a, a secret because I did it first and I, I didn't find a good alt. And then I was like, well, what if I click non-active and, and you'll see something came up. Um, I want a MOSFET. Now, for the drain to source voltage and the current and the dry voltage and the RDS on and the VGS, again, I don't need it to be that precise number. I just need it to be around that number. So I'm not going to check those off. Instead, I'm going to then filter by groups because it's like I just need 50 milliohm about or less, right? And less is better. So I can always select anything under that amount. Um, however, I do want it to be a SOT233. And I want to be, of course, pick and place compatible. I want to use the same you know, package and PCB because I've already got that designed. Um, okay, great. So we'll view so much. So 345 available. Now, even though I don't care about active, I do want it to be in stock. And that basically brings it down to 50. So, you know, there's not as many of these um, in stock, not surprising. Okay, so next up... Um, so the most important is, is that continuous current drain. Now, again, I mentioned, you know, the, the, the LEDs, people can connect three to nine watt LEDs. Um, so I want to be able to, to draw, you know, it, it was like 3.6 amps. I want to have something at least as good. So I'm going to select 3.4 amps, which is a little bit less, but still, you know, well within reason um, or above. And that gets me to 16 options. Um, and then uh, the next thing is the RDS on. Um, so I do want to have the, the resistance be low. I mean, I, I really need to make sure if the, the thing that's going to 
um, be challenging is if I have to dissipate a lot of heat uh, through this um, uh, transistor. So I want to reduce the RDS on because it's, it's not really heat sunk and it's driving a lot of current. Um, so I had 50 milliohms before and I'll basically select, you know, 58 or under. So I'll give myself a little bit of a, a little bit more option, but still. Um, for the VGS on, I think, oh, let me see what it was. MG. I think it was 1.7. Sorry, the VGS is two. Um, I will say that I'm driving it from 3.3 volt logic, so I'm actually not concerned. Um, nothing, you know, I, I, that's the one thing I'm really not too worried about. The, the VGS, everything here is under 3.3. Um, so that's good. So let's see what we've got for options. So um, there are actually a couple options available, which is always a really good feeling. Um, let's see if there's any other. The VGS Max I don't care about, and the uh, Gate Charge I don't care about. Um, so these are all these are all pretty good. And then when I sorted from oh, sorted down from stock, I actually got. Um, a lot of good options here. So, uh, looks like, you know, one thing that I thought was interesting is that there is a DMG 3402. So this is a, um, you know, like a sister product to the 3406. And this one actually just has a slightly higher current. So it's actually a slight improvement. Um, and it has a lower VGS. So this would be a really good option. And there's also the AO3406. And again, I always kind of like it when there's like a competing company that makes a chip with the same subpart number because it's like they're going to match the specs pretty well. Again, I'm, not, I'm like, okay, clearly this was meant to be a drop-in replacement. Even though it's not guaranteed, even though you should check the data sheet, it's kind of nice, right? So um, it's kind of like we know when you, when you go to the grocery store and they're like, oh, they don't have Dr. Pepper but they have like Mr. Pib and you're like, well, it's like a Mr. Doctor, PhD, whatever, it's yeah. close. Um, so the, both, all of these are quite fine, but um, you know, these three I would, are, are gonna say are the, the top picks because they have, you know, I need a lot. They have four, over 40,000 in stock. Um, the DMG 3402, I would probably actually want to test it just to make sure it worked. Um, but uh, for drop-in replacementness, the AO3406 is, is another really good option. And what's interesting is that this was a NRND, but they have 40,000 stock. And again, I don't really care. I just want, I just have to get through the next couple months until that order that I placed for the DMG3406 comes in. So there's definitely going to be a lot of like, you know, pick, pick around, find the right component um, to match. But for, you know, MOSFETs, when you spec them, I'll say it's it's tricky because there's so many specifications and some of them matter and some of them don't. Like because this isn't driving, you know, anything high speed, I don't worry about the gate capacitance so much, um, but that might matter to you. And again, like the voltage, the gate threshold doesn't matter. Um, and I know the DMG 3406 has worked really well. So even though there's a chip that has slightly better specs, I'm actually probably going to be safe and stick with these specs just so I don't get surprised by something um even if even if on paper something looks better i've learned like do try to stick to the thing that's closest to what you've got and then 
Change, change over to specifications if you need to. And that's a great search. Where in the world is that part I need? The great search with DJ King. Okay, okay like I'm going to wrap it up. Question came in. Yep. Unrelated question if you're taking them today. Yes, we are. Bought the SGP30 board recently, and the LED on it is different than every other S, uh, Stemma QT board. It's not red, not green. Is the on LED color difference intentional or relevant, or perhaps simply the wrong slot for the SMD LED reels chosen for the pick and place that day? It's, it's on purpose because I believe that's a 1.8 volt power supply, and so it would not light up a green LED. So okay. we picked up different color, which would red. All right. And check out Khan's video to find out why you have to use a red LED uh, if you have a lower voltage. All right. That's the show for tonight. Thank you, everyone, so much. I, again, want to say a special thanks um, to everyone who's always in the Disc of Lady Ada chats and more. Um, you know, you're the reasons we do this because um, sometimes it's, it's rough out there, but y'all are good. Yeah. So we're going to see everyone next week. Um, it might be Saturday. It might be Sunday. Unknown because there's a lot going on. But that's a deal with Escalade. It's, it's hacker time. It's hacker time. It's hacker time. I don't, I don't know. Whatever. And uh, we very much appreciate it. And thank you, everyone, who, you know, once in a while pick up some in the store because we want to keep doing this. And, uh, you know, we got some skills. Got to pay some bills. So we'll see everybody next week. Bye-bye. Bye-bye, everybody.